This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. A good Erev Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. I apologize for no recording last week. I was a little bit under the weather. Baruch Hashem, feeling much better this week. And we'll share a thought that connects this week's parsha, as well as to the, the story and the theme of Hanukkah. This week's parsha, we know the story where the brothers are in Mitzrayim. They're not realizing, they're definitely not thinking about the fact that maybe Yosef is their brother who's now second in command, that's not, never really dawned on them. But they're noticing that they're getting some form of hostile treatment now that they're in Mitzrayim. And the Torah tells us, Ruvain makes a very interesting comment. Ruvain says, I said to you, don't sin with the child. And you didn't listen to me. And, and now his blood is being avenged. Ruvain was telling the brothers, I told you, it wasn't a good idea what we did to our brother Yosef. It wasn't right what we did. And now perhaps we're feeling the punishment, and perhaps now we are getting our, our payback, so to say, for the way we treated our brother. But what's interesting about this Pasuk is the choice of words that Reuven uses to describe Yosef. And the Beis Yisrael, the great Ger Rebbe, pointed out, why does he call him Al-Techtu Don't sin with the youth. Just say, Al-Techtu with our brother, Al-Techtu Yosef. Why the word Yeled? And he makes a very profound observation. And he points out that the Torah is reminding us <coughs> how careful we have to be when dealing with the youth. Al-Techtu it says the Gerebbe, a mistake, a sin with a child is so much more detrimental than sinning with an adult. When we cause a, a young person to think a certain way, we give them wrong information, we give them bad advice, we mechanech them in an improper way, it's a much, much more severe sin than when it's an adult. Because they're the future. They're building their homes, they're building their ideologies, their hashkaf is based on us. And if the information that we give them is lacking, it's flawed, then we're building a future generation on that. And we have to be so sensitive and so careful to them to make sure that we're giving them the best chinuch, the best advice, the best guidance that we could. And more than anything, we have to make sure we're not shortchanging them and we're not doing things wrong to them and we're not giving them wrong advice or perhaps not even trusting them. Yaakov Kamenetsky says an amazing story about himself as a child. So when he was in Cheder, back in Europe, when he was a child, he said the Rebbe warned him right around this time of the year, the Goyim used to have these big bonfires in honor of their holiday. And the Rebbe warned all the boys, don't go to the bonfire tonight. And the next morning, Yaakov Kamenetsky overslept. And he showed up late to Yeshiva. And the Rebbe said, oh, I know why you were late. You were late because you went to the bonfire and I told you not to go to the bonfire. Rebbe Yaakov Kamenetsky said, no Rebbe, I didn't go to the bonfire, I overslept. And the Rebbe didn't trust him and the Rebbe smacked him. And Rabbi Yaakov said, he remembers from that story two essential lessons for life. He said, first of all, do not smack a child unless you have 100% sure that you know the situation. But more than that, he said, he should have trusted me that I'm not someone who lies. We have to know our people. We have to know the people we talk to. We have to know the people we rebuke, our children, our grandchildren, those around us. We have to make sure we know what we're talking about. We have to make sure we understand and we properly are handling the situation. We can't just go to a conclusion, decide this is what it is, and then perhaps make decisions. Ah, they're only kids, they don't count, they don't matter. They have to, we have to make sure that our decisions are properly introspected and make sure that we are careful with everything that we do. 
I think that very much connects to the story of Hanukkah. We find by the story of Hanukkah that Kala Yisrael said to themselves, we can't continue on this path. Right now we're being oppressed by the Greeks, we're not allowed to keep Torah and mitzvahs, we're not allowed to live a Jewish life. And they said, Atkan, we have to stop. We need to do something. And I believe that part of what Kala Yisrael was thinking wasn't just for the now, but also the future. What type of religion are our children going to have if they're not allowed to have Torah, Mila, and mitzvahs? Perhaps the concern was more about the children than the, the, the present generation. The present generation, they'll remember what Torah was. What's going to be the future generation? And this is something we've seen throughout Jewish history. Whenever there's been an, a, a movement that was against religion, so the first generation still remembers what it was like. But what's going to be the next generation? The children. They're going to grow up without all these values. They're going to be a lost generation. And in the story of Hanukkah, the Klai Yisrael said, we can't allow this to happen. How are we going to raise the children in a generation where you're not allowed to have a bris milah? How are we going to raise your children, a generation of children without Torah, without mitzvahs? They said, Atkan, we have to stop. We have to fight. We have to bring back, not for us necessarily, but for our children, for the future of Klai Yisrael. And many Mepharshim point out, even from a halachic sta- standpoint, that there's a connection between the Pach Shemin, the pure olive oil, which is what the miracle happened with, and the pure innocence of the children. It's one of the reasons why we give children presents on Hanukkah, gel presents, is because of that purity of the children. But I think that's the idea. It's because they are what the story was all about. We went to battle for them. Everything we do is for the future, the next generation. Everything we give, everything that we build is not for us. We are where we are, but we're building for the future. We want our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, we want to see doire, doiris of children <coughs> that are leading, living and leading lives that bring beautiful, beautiful nachas to HaKadosh Baruch. And I think that's the godless of the whole Hanukkah story. And that's the godless of the story of the Muhammad. That we went to battle, not for ourselves, we went to battle for the future of Kala Yisrael. We went to battle because what's Kala Yisrael going to look like in a few years under Greek control? And Hashem said, I hear you. I see your love and devotion for your children, which are my children. And Hashem made a nace. And we, Taka won that war even though we weren't supposed to win. What impressed Hashem the most, I think, was the fact that we said, what's going to be with our children? What's going to be with the next generation? This is something we all grapple with. We all ask ourselves, where's the next generation going to be? Every year things get more complicated in the world around us, but what's going to be? The future of Kla Yisrael is not us, it's the next generation. And that's really what the Geireb is pointing out, how careful we have to be, how sensitive we have to be to that next generation to make sure we're raising them properly, giving them everything that they could to succeed, to be successful, to be able to do what they need to do, to bring Nachas Ruach Takarish Baruch just came across an amazing story with Rav Pam. A fellow was getting married, and Rav Pam was the Masada Kedushin. And the Bokhar tells Rav Pam, I can't go on with the Chasana. He starts crying in front of Rav Pam, Masada Kedushin. And Rav Pam asks him, what's wrong? Why are you so sad? You're about to go walk to the Chasana. Why are you crying? And he tells Rav Pam, I have to tell you a story. When I was a young child in elementary school, I stole something from one of the classmates. And when the Rebbe realized someone was stealing, I lied and I put the stolen object in my friend's bag. And my friend got caught. And my friend took the fall for me. And my friend got yelled at by the Rebbe and yelled at by the principal and yelled at by his parents. And my friend screamed every minute he didn't do it, he's innocent. No one believed him. And you know why I'm crying now, he told Rav Pam? Because that friend went off to Derech. He was so upset at the world. He was so upset that no one believed him. He went off to Derech and he's marrying a shiksa. 
So how can I go to chuppah tonight, my own chuppah, knowing that I caused my friend to marry a shiks? This is what he tells Rav Pam. You can imagine Rav Pam's hearing this. What's he supposed to respond? This boy feels so much regret. And Rav Pam tells him something so profound. He tells the chassan, you're right. You did something wrong. You made a mistake. But it's not your fault of what happened with this boy. This boy should have been trusted by his parents. His parents should have believed him when he was telling the truth. His parents should have gave him the benefit of the doubt. His rabbim should have gave him the benefit of the doubt. He says they're to blame as well. Mom is this idea. We have to know, if we want to make a difference in the next generation, we have to know who they are. If you have a child who tells you, honestly, I didn't do it. Even though perhaps the facts don't look that way, you got to say, listen, I trust my child. He knows what he's talking about. They don't lie about these things. And therefore, says the Gary Rebbe, that's what Reuven was saying. We sinned with the yell of the youth. When we hurt the youth, we're hurting the future of Klai Yisrael. And that's what the beauty of Hanukkah was. The beauty of Hanukkah was, was we stood up for our youth. We said we want to save the youth. And Chas Rishal not giving them the benefit of the doubt, or perhaps doubt them, or even suspect them of things they didn't do. Mr. Hashem, as we read this week's parish and we celebrate Rosh Chodesh, the Shabbos and Rosh Chodesh, the two things the Yivonim wanted to take away from us, with Kriya Satoira together, it's really something special. And this is Hanukkah is a family time. People get together with the family. It's a beautiful time. But we have to realize that all those we spend time with, they are the future. These children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, nieces and nephews that are around us, they're going to be the future of Klai Yisrael. And we have to be so careful to make sure we're giving them over what they need to be able to be great leaders, to be able to raise a generation that will be continuing our legacy, that will be living the life that we want to. And Mr. Shem, together we should all be Zaycha with the beautiful light of Hanukkah, with the beautiful miracles of Hanukkah, with the beautiful Nisan that took place at this time, should take place now as well. We're living in very dark times, weather-wise, political-wise, and everything else. Mr. Hashem, this Hanukkah, we should be zeichet to amazing, amazing Nisim. Like the Jews did at that time, we should be zeichet to the ultimate bracha and the ultimate nais. The arrival of Mashiach, we'll have a wonderful Shabbos and a Freilich and Hanukkah.